Hello, TJers. I've got a very special, but also a very sad podcast today because it's the exit interview podcast with esteemed editor John Kennard. Because you probably know by now that he's moving on to Pastures New very soon. Now, John, obviously, it's a huge honor and it's delight to be recording this with you, but you're off. Yes, that's true. Um, just while you say past is new, I have to tell you a quick story um, about someone in my previous work. I can't remember if I mentioned this or not. This is obviously a, an exit interview. I did one for you. I did one for Debbie. So thanks for mm -hmm. doing this. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, I hope. But um, yeah, someone in my old uh, work thought that um, everyone's going to this company called Pastures New. This is this is really weird. And <laughs> and he actually thought that uh, all these people who are leaving all the places that he'd been working were all going to the same company called Pastors New. So, oh, bless. We okay. Well, what company are you going to? I'm going to Unleash Group, the HR tech events company and publishing platform. And they're sort of expanding their remit to focus uh, more on content. Uh, got very exciting plans for the 2022 and beyond and the rest of okay. this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be editorial content manager over there. Fantastic. And we'll come back to that a little bit more at the end to find out a little bit more about you and that new role. But what I'd like to focus on right now is your role at Training Journal. So you know, tell us a little bit about what does your job actually involve? We know you're at TJ. We know you're at the helm. We hear you on the podcast. We get your emails. But what do you actually do? Uh, well, like everyone in the world, 90% of my job is email. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, I'm only half kidding, actually. Um, a lot of it is kind of coordination of content more than writing of content. I edit a lot of other people's work. I commission a lot of work, be that across uh, text or audio or video. I publish content on trainingjournal.com. I was. So pre-coronavirus, we may do kind of a timeline, uh, I think, in a minute. But uh, essentially, uh, I, was, I take care of most of the content online. And when we had the mag magazine, obviously, we had another editor for that as well. And so I publish features, opinion pieces, uh, blog posts from various contributors, some from myself, the podcast that I host with you, Joe, um, and um, video. And the delightful well. Kate, of course. Yeah. And the delightful Kate. But uh, yeah. Um, and, and video interviews as well. So generally, I kind of take care of all the content uh, that trainingjournal.com uh, publishes. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that your role is also a bit more strategic than that. So you've described, you know, the very much the day to day, week to week, month to month work you do. But I know there's a huge amount of steering the ship as well that you used to do. Yeah. So aside from the editorial, uh, I take care of all the social media and that involves obviously posting the content that we publish, but also a bit of social listening as well. So kind of tapping into conversations to kind of steer what we're going to be talking about on Training Journal in future. And that comes really from a combination. And one of these uh, three main sources has sort of been capped off for the moment, but is um, going to change, I think, in the next few months. But, and that was events. But basically looking mm. ahead to think about what should we be talking about? It's a combination of what people want to hear and what we think people should be hearing about, you know. So so Google Analytics is the first way, which is analyzing, obviously, through um, through Google Analytics, the app, uh, why people are coming to the site and the keywords they're using, which informs us what we should be talking about. The other is looking on social to see the conversations that people are actually having. And then the third is going to events and actually talking to people, uh, which <laughs> I do believe uh, we may be doing again sometime soon, which is very exciting. 
I believe so, starting to creep back in this year. And, and I think one of the things that's quite unique to this kind of work and this kind of role is that you need to bring with it, and by you, I mean you personally, but also the person in this role needs to bring with them knowledge of L&D and the people and the companies in L&D, but also all of that stuff around editing, journalism, content, and the modern version of that with the social media, um, stuff like that, but also the commercial part of it because you're being very modest uh, and I don't want to be commercially insensitive, but I know how much you were involved, quite frankly, in the making money part of TJ as well as the content part of it too. Yeah, so um, up until sort of April, May, June last year, I was also doing a lot of the commercial work as well, which was, I think, by accident I don't know whether it was by accident or by design but um, we had a previous commercial manager who worked with us she moved on to this company that seems really popular called Pastures New and so I (laughs) instead of instead of recruiting for her replacement they sort of transferred it over to me which I I think frankly was um, I wouldn't say a disaster but it was uh, very very stressful Um, so I sort of did I did a lot of the commercial work I'd always done uh, some kind of commercial crossover because I worked very closely in this job and my previous job with the commercial teams, you know, crafting content for clients and also sort of seeing what kind of editorial opportunities mm-hmm. there were for to, to go alongside the other stuff that they did, like white papers and uh, roundtables, webinars, etc. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my way into this world wasn't through learning and development. I learned about L&D and the industry whilst I after I got the job I got the job because I kind of had digital skills mm-hmm. um, I was a freelance writer uh, and journalist and that was where I learned how to edit audio that was how I learned to shoot video I made some documentaries uh, music documentaries and stuff like that and then I got the job in uh, publishing and then I learned about L&D so I sort of did it the opposite way around maybe to a lot of other people mm. And it doesn't matter which way you come into an industry, you're in an industry and you have experience of it. And and something I would like to, like you say, that timeline bit is just go back a, a few years and talk a little bit about the team as was. So essentially it used to be um, Debbie Carter as editor-in-chief, you as editor, me as deputy editor. I think there's a few many, too many chiefs and not enough Indians, maybe. Uh, we had freelancers as well. So tell us a little bit about the team as it was, how it developed through coronavirus and where we're at now. Yeah, so when I started, uh, we had Debbie editor-in-chief. <clears throat> she moves up to editor-in-chief when they cr- recruited me. Um, and so she took care of uh, the magazine and and the TJ Awards, the event. Then we had me taking care of the digital um, and most of the social media. And then we had you as deputy editor and you took care of all the webinars and uh, did your own uh, writing and contribution as well and kind of some of the social work too. Uh, and then we had a commercial manager. Um, that kind of got whittled down to me doing a lot of the commercial. Then you um, left, which obviously I'll never forgive you for. Um, to, to... <laughs> it's just the way you said it, you left. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, obviously I'm kidding. Um, you, you, which is amazing for for a lightbulb moment um, that you went to focus on that. And then, um, so going into the pandemic, which is obviously how everything is framed these days, and I mm-hmm. guess rightly so, it was just me and Debbie. Uh, and then Debbie was, fur- well, we were both furloughed. And then I was brought mm-hmm. back when they sort of worked out what they're going to do um with the rest of tj and then debbie was stayed furloughed and then was made redundant which um you know she'd been at uh 
Dodds and Fenman, and these are the two company owners of TJ for a long, long time. So then it was just me, which was interesting. But they also, uh, to, to the credit of uh, our parent company, they did also then recruit a commercial manager during um, when I was furloughed, and he's been brilliant. Yeah, so it's quite a change in that team makeup. There are some freelancers involved as well that sadly went by the wayside and everybody got furloughed uh, that were doing a great job. And I think to carry on with the content and what I saw as the quality as it was when you went from a team of sort of three people, not three full-time people, but three people plus commercial backup plus freelancers, basically to you plus commercial manager, I think was a, a huge positive uh, for what you did and what you were able to do, stressful or not, you, you managed it. And I think that was really good. And you mentioned the holding company or the parent company it was Fenman years ago that was bought by Dodds. Just tell us very briefly, how does that work? What's that relationship like? What's the communication like? And what do Dodds do? Um, just very quickly, there's someone really crucial I forgot to mention freelance wise and that's Marilyn Wright who was our sub-editor yeah that's why I just sort of said we had uh freelancers yeah I mean we've had a lot of contributors some of which are PR mediated as well but we also had some freelancers Aidy Howes did some of the podcast work yeah um but Marilyn was our sub-editor and she was amazing um but unfortunately unfortunately yet understandably um you know when things had to be cut back Mm. the the freelancers um were the first to go which was really really sad What's really nice, uh, it wasn't nice at the time, but what's really nice now is that I work a lot with Marilyn at Lightbulb Moment. I've managed to pick up uh, and give a load of work to to Marilyn. So I get to enjoy working with her every week. Uh, We're in contact most days. So so whilst TJ may have lost her, Lightbulb Moment's picked her up and and we're very pleased and she's absolutely awesome. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Good Mm. stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so... um... Dodds, the parent company. So first off, TJ was owned by Fenman or even before that, but we're not going to do the like the prehistoric bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, we otherwise we'll go back to like 1969 yeah. or whenever it started. Yeah. We're not, not that going back that far. Yeah, yeah. external scene, the Jurassic period. I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Fenman owned TJ. Dodds bought uh, Fenman Publishing and Dodds are the parent company, although I believe now actually they've been renamed Merit Group PLC. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of much of a muchness. So Dodds are very, very well known in political circles mm-hmm. um, as a political analyst monitoring company and publishers of various uh, media titles in the political space. And they bought TJ. So we are, let's say, not central to Dodds's plans, um, <laughs> which is which can be good and can be frustrating uh which yeah. means it's it's sometimes difficult to get people's ear on certain things certain changes you'd like to make mm-hmm. um but it also means that you're left to your own devices which if you yeah. work independently um and appreciate your appreciate autonomy and freedom mm-hmm. then that can be great too you know and what is it that you've enjoyed most about your whole time at tj you know is there one thing is there a handful of things obviously working with me was a highlight so we'll skip over that well you say that, but um, <laughs> that's that's a difficult question. Um, I think that I love that you say it's a difficult question. When I'm going to let everybody in on a secret, this is the first question you sent me saying you should ask me this for my exit interview. <laughs> I didn't say I have an answer. Um, oh, that's fair enough. No, I mean, so I think working from home, I've greatly appreciated, and I've done I've done it for five six years, and I've been even more so in the last 18 months, mm. seeing how people have 
struggled with it um, and I haven't struggled with it. I'm very appreciative of the fact that I've been able to do it quite easily. Um, but also, and I genuinely, this is such a cliche, but it is the, it is about the team. And I know, yeah. and I've loved working with you. I love working with Debbie. And that makes such a difference. You would not believe. Yeah. Like the, 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 I haven't got, just for a change, I haven't got recourse to the actual stats. So I'm just going to make, <laughs> make it up as I'm talking. But I think it's a fairly... It's, a, it's, a, it's an axiom, really, that um, people leave managers and not companies and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And it really, really makes a difference if you have a boss um, and a team that you work really well with. Yeah. Well, we're going back to kind of me drastically leaving to go and focus on developing my own company. How dare I? Awful. You know, it took me a year to make that decision because I didn't want to let TJ down and the readers and, and the good friends that I'd made. And I didn't want to stop working with you and Debbie. It just got to a point where I had to, and I had to make that choice. So I completely agree with you because, you know, we joke and we laugh, but I, I always say to you, you're like the older brother I don't have. I've got two younger ones, <laughs> but I don't have wow. an older one. And I always say that to you about how much I've enjoyed working with you. So oh, okay. I think you're absolutely and then that goes for Debbie as well, of course. Well, I, I also keep forgetting I'm older than you. Um, but, you know, it's because it's I've bleached my hair and the greys have been covered yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's because you just look so much younger than me. That's what it is. Of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, the, uh, well, and, and that's also why I tend not to uh, sport a beard because that's getting very grey these days too. <laughs> and so what other things have you enjoyed about um, people maybe... Or, or events or something external to the team of TJ and, and the day-to-day -day work that you do about something maybe about L&D that you've enjoyed? Well, as um, you know, as I mentioned about getting into the industry, I didn't know it at all, really. Um, when I got my first job, this wasn't at TJ, but um, I got in through understanding sort of digital publishing, marketing and sort of online journalism and stuff. But then I very, very quickly... Uh, went to a ton of events basically that's how you do it and you meet uh, lots of people and you see their faces again and you sort of get to mm -hmm. understand the the close-knit community and the network and um i've said this before and i'll say it again but l d people by and large they're obviously outliers to this but are some of are, are a re really nice tribe of people on social media yeah. by that i generally mean twitter they're really supportive really friendly really yeah. intelligent you know really curious and those are the things that I really appreciate and so the things that I've really enjoyed <clears throat> this is actually something in my throat not me breaking up in tears but you know <laughs> you're you're a man but you can you are allowed to cry John if you want that's, to that's that's fine that's fine maybe I'll put some kind of string quartet underneath this <laughs> sound bed and uh, you know just to ramp up the emotion um and so as I took as I sort of um carried on the job in TJ those are the things that I've enjoyed the most as well was going to events and seeing people and mm. and uh you know you know going, the tj awards stuff like that celebration oh. celebration of excellence and yeah. seeing people in their finest and having a glass of bubbly or two you know those things are really important and um yeah. i just really really enjoyed it Oh, I've got a huge grin on my face. I've completely forgotten about all those evenings at the TJ Awards. Uh, we're all glammed up. and Because, you know, we, we see each other, you know, most days when we're on webcam, it's just like messy hair. You know, you've got no makeup on. We're both wearing T-shirts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then we go to the awards and, and you've put at least 10 minutes worth of effort in. You've brushed your hair. <laughs> you've got a tux on. I've yep. maybe spent the 
last three days trying to look uh, very nice and got something glittery on. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is a very different feeling. It's lovely. So what have you enjoyed the least? What kind of things in your job or in the industry have you found challenging or less enjoyable or, or wrong? Um, there's nothing wrong as such. Um, what I do think is that, so I get a lot of emails from PRs and I really, really, really appreciate the PRs who are really nice, really punctual, uh, provide great copy, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've, I've got some good relationships with some excellent companies um, with, with brilliant clients, but there are PRs who just do not care. There was one, so it was really soon after I started um, and I went to Disneyland Paris with my family and um, I was standing at the bar. We just, we, you know, we we're checking in. I hadn't been there long. It was a bit stressful. We took, we went with six girls under the age of five, which was Oof. an interesting <laughs> thing to do. This is three families who went, all with two girls each. And um, so we're a little bit stressed, you know, princess overload. And um, some PR phoned me up and uh, he didn't know I was abroad. So I, I answered the call. I didn't recognize them, but I did answer the call and I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on holiday with my family. Can we pick this up? next week and then he called me twice more in the next half an hour to find out some details and I was like you should know from the first one that that's this is not acceptable you know for many reasons even more so now Mm. when people talk about the boundaries between work and um and work life and home life um so don't do that uh (laughs) well I like that basically that's not L&D industry that's PR industry that's true that's true and the other things are Again, sorry, it's PRs again, but if, 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 you're, <laughs> if you're trying to jump on, uh, it doesn't work out for, uh, for anyone very well this, where you try and jump on a, uh, a, a cultural event or something like this oh. or something that's happened and try and steer it towards L&D. What L&D can learn from Meghan Markle's, um, you know, leaving to go and live in the United States, just as an example. And I think mm-hmm. it's very easy to ignore. It's very easy to delete. So that's fine. But I just think that there's there are some bad actors out there, which I don't particularly want to have to deal with, you know? Yeah, I know when when sort of coronavirus was first rearing its ugly head, you know, March, April, May, and uh, from a light bulb moment point of view, and I think I discussed this with you at the time, I was seeing a lot of our competitors kind of going, coronavirus affecting your work, hire us, we'll teach you virtual stuff, um, mm. and various other kind of variations of that and that just sat really wrong with me because I was thinking well well, people are dying because of this and I, I don't want to jump on this bandwagon it's awful and, and what we decided to do instead was say well are you new to this do you need a facilitator guide here's one do you need a structure here's one do you need to know what software to use here's a podcast and go with that kind of let us help you um, rather than please hire us at this time and it, it was you know, it's, you could argue it's still marketing. Of course it is. But we felt that we were actually providing something to people that they needed. And it was just a very different approach. And it, fundamentally, it was a different value that I thought. And I think that's something that you're picking up on there and something I know from the work that we've done together, where you've decided not to publish something. Uh, and there's been quite a few things that we've referenced over the years where you say, right, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not using that phrase anymore. And I think those kind of stand in any kind of media. I know we're not mainstream media, but any kind of media media are really important because it informs people 
So, I mean, we're talking a little bit here about the L&D as an industry and something I really appreciated when I was working at TJ and even now still doing the podcast with you is that I I got a different perspective on L&D from when I was working in a company or in a team or I was freelance or even, you know, just running light bulb moment. I see my clients and my work in a certain position, whereas with training journal work, I was a bit more objective. I, you know, if something was about apprenticeships, which I didn't know anything about and wasn't my thing, I had to go and learn about it and write about it and interview someone. So it gives you a broader spectrum. And I think that's something I've really appreciated. So what is it that you're seeing about the L&D industry from this perspective that highlights that we are in a good place, if we are in a good place? Hmm. I think we are in a good place because I think people understand that, and when I say people, I mean sort of businesses, the the decision makers in businesses, um, understand how important their people are. And and also with the quote-unquote great resignation, wherever that is happening and for however long. I'm interested by that term. Like, is it just going to stop one day and not be the great resignation anymore? I guess I was going to say, if you'd seen my face, it was one of those, whoa, 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 what? (laughs) Does it explain the great resignation to us, John? Well, I've actually got an interview coming up where someone's going to do that for me. But um, (laughs) it's it's basically, I think it's a term that is more focused in the states um and it's about people just saying i'm i'm fed up i'm leaving my job and there's a lot of people uh i read a whole thread on this recently about people leaving job interviews and stuff after like that's not acceptable and walking out it's that kind of thing i imagine it's that kind of thing it's people's it's just people saying i talked a little bit um to kate about this on this month's podcast but i think it's kind of people saying i'm not standing for this thing. I'm mad as hell and I'm mm. not going to take it anymore in the net, in yeah. a broadcast news or net, network, I think, style. Um, where, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are in jobs they may not like. And th- this isn't me. This isn't like a s- subtweet, as they say, from me about what I'm doing now. But a lot of people are in jobs they don't like or, or uh, with conditions in the jobs they uh, are in that they don't like. And are thinking, well, you know, what could happen in the future? It's time to leave. It's time to make a change. It's time to mm. take that leap and and start the business I wanted to start because things have been thrown up in the air and that's good because that is power to the people etc you know <laughs> um I'm raising my fist you can't see but um so I think that so for the long term I think that is better for everyone businesses included yeah because you'll get people who want because, to work yeah there. And businesses don't thrive when you don't have the right people. So we were talking about Marilyn just now, um, who used to freelance at TJ, and she does a lovely work for me. I can I can just send her an email with babble in it, and somehow she writes something that <laughs> seems really good. And and it's having those kind of people that you get and understand you and um, can build on what you're doing is really really important. And also I think there's another part of this. This there's this self empowerment power to the people. But also, I think a lot of people where they have the option and they can do this, and we, we appreciate a lot of people aren't in this situation, but where they can, it's about valuing yourself and your family, your friends, and 
and having the life that you choose to have. And that could be a career change. It could be moving up. It could be, uh, it could be taking a, a step off. You know, lots of people now are doing the downsizing and just going, I want to go mortgage free. I want to have mm. uh, a fun job or a job I love rather than a job that pays my two and a half thousand pound mortgage. So I think all of that is is wrapped up into that. And that's something that TJ and the LD and people industry as a whole can support that kind of trend, if you like. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. And you know, you'll get a lot of think pieces and we we've published them, I published them myself about how L and D can lead on this, how HR can lead on this. And they can, you know, and because it's so everything's so much more people focused now, then they should. You know, and um, I think it's quite it's it's a little frivolous to call it exciting because I think there's too there's there are too many serious issues to be able to sort of step off and with a bowl of popcorn and look look at things from far and call it exciting. I think things are very precarious still for a lot mm-hmm. of people, yeah. um, and we should not overlook that at all. But at least we're in the stage where people can uh, businesses can start. Uh, looking forward rather than having to just look at what's going on around them and mm. try and make something out of the wreckage because now we're at the point where we have at least got some strategies of uh, how to look forward you know and that yeah. in itself is is good and positive. Absolutely and, and in terms of looking forward um, and one of the things that I know you've published a lot of is stuff about research and we did the whole L&D on trial series we talked about in the last podcast where you know we looked at well what is Maslow's hierarchy of needs and is it still relevant today and um, so I wanted to pick up on actually a piece of research I'm going to be doing having read about and written about so many people's research recently and over the years uh, I've teamed up with Jane Daly from People Star, formerly of uh, towards maturity mm-hmm. and we're going to be doing a bit of research about kind of virtual learning and virtual working oh interesting what you what do you think you're going to uncover um why don't I, we do I a don't compare know. and contrast <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know i should tell you because like you're leaving now so there's not much point highlighting it to you <laughs> I see, I see. Um, no, we, we want to do a bit of a dive into what are people's experiences of virtual, and that could be, it's primarily virtual learning, but it's a little bit around the edges of, of the work and the hybrid stuff as well. But asking different questions, not just what platform do you use and what do you like about it? There is some of that. But it's, you know, we've got some more detailed questions about use of webcam, for instance. There's been quite a bit of research about it. And we've got questions about, well, what do you like to do for you? But also, what do you want from your trainer? And I've never seen a question that says, you know, as a learner, what do you want from your trainer on webcam, on, off, on a little bit? You know, why do you like that? And loads of other questions as well around how do you want to be engaged? How do you want to be involved or not? Um, so yeah, it's not quite launched yet, but if you, if you follow me or TJ or Jane, uh, then you'll, you'll pick up on some stuff later and I, I will give you some stuff at TJ, I promise. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Looking forward to it. Um, important research, definitely. Definitely. And, and then, you know, following that theme of, you know, what's positive, what's next, Tell us a bit more about your role at Unleash and tell us, you know, for people who don't know who Unleash are, tell us a bit more about what's going on there and what's excited you enough to pull you from TJ to Unleash. Well, now, so my role at Unleash is going to be editorial content manager, which 
is broadly similar to editor. I think it's probably a better description of what I'll be doing than what I do now because I will be working across a lot of different media, some of which, some of some of it is plans that we have in place that we aren't launching, so I can't say much about, and some of it is things which are a bit more obvious, like I'm obviously going to start a podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, You've I got think, form, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the, well, I think the draw really was that it was uh, a wider remit. So we talk primarily about learning at TJ. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's quite a lot to say within that, obviously. Well, aside from, aside from HR tech, which is their bread and butter, they're talking obviously about learning and skills, but also about talent acquisition and then kind of well-being and future of work as well. So it's a broader, it's a broader palette mm. of topics, um, which is exciting. We, yeah. Towards the end of my time at TJ, we've, I've tried to sort of uh, bring in more of the talent aspects, more of the apprenticeship stuff uh, as well, because I think it's important. It's all Well, you didn't of, try. You achieved that. Well, you know, true. But... Um, yeah, so I think it's uh, some people question the wisdom of uh, going to what was an events company in the middle of a pandemic, but um, <laughs> they are becoming more of a publishing platform. They've got mm. a lot of exciting plans uh, for 2022, and um, you know, it's a new challenge, isn't it? And also, um, quite importantly, I get to work with Kate. Well, that's a good reason, if any, quite frankly. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about what I'll be doing. But I mean, I, I've been, I've been, I've had a fairly long notice period. So uh, I've been sort of looking at what they've been doing, a little bit mm. of planning uh, in the evenings and stuff. And um, but I think I'll be learning a lot as I go along. You know, we we um, always do in new roles as part of the fun, isn't it? You do. Yeah, you're never too old to learn. My mum says she, uh, you know, my mum's my mum's. What am I talking about? My mum. Uh, my mum's 78 <laughs> and she's learning her sixth language or seventh language. Oh, goodness me, what language is it now? Uh, Italian at the moment. Oh, that's astounding. Her sixth language. She's, they do say that if you've learned one language, you can learn another, um, and it's it's supposed to be easier. I'm, I'm not sure I felt that personally, but maybe your mum has obviously got uh, a very, very much a thing for that. And and I think that point about, you know, always learning and uh, developing, I want to kind of round up this uh, conversation with asking a bit more about what's next for you more personally or in a development area or in a, I hate to say growth, but, you know, you know, we've got to know each other over the years. We've both changed and grown and, and done different things over the years. So what's next for you as part of this new role? I think in this role, I'm going to be doing a lot more active writing myself. And what I hope is that is going to uh, kind of catalyze creativity in other areas of my mm. life I'm a big believer or I or, or I at least like the, the sort of the, the metaphor of kind of drawing from the well if you continuously draw from the well then it's always got stuff in it you know what I mean mm. that's that's I'm sure how the first person who came up with that phrase um actually termed it it's always got yeah. stuff in it very good um but... <laughs> it's a pity you're not writing more otherwise you would have said that so much more eloquently John well that's what I hope down the road you know <laughs> I, I It'll, it'll just be the, the words will be uh, the words will be better, won't they, Joe? Um, so, <laughs> I don't know, will we? <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, yeah, so because I'm going to be doing a lot more writing, I, uh, as I said, hope that will affect 
the other writing that I do that kind of mm. uh, in a personal capacity, be it short stories or be it scripts, things like that. So I'm going to be doing mm. some more of that. Um, I, I played music since I was, um, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. And but I've never got to make music because I've always hated reading instruction manuals. So that's one thing that I'm sort of half conquering at the moment. So I'm hopefully going to spend some more time making some music. But this is obviously dependent on uh, a rather large workload or, or at least getting to grips with a new job. So mm. maybe that'll be, say, six months or so down the line. But those are the things that I really want to do is more personal writing and a bit more making yeah. music. Those are my personal growth projects. Excellent. I love it. And I've said to you before, I love your style of writing. There's there's a, a humour, a dry wit, but also a pragmatism, a call to action in your writing. And it's, you know, you always admire something that you don't feel you can do. And I think that's what I have with your writing. And I I know about your creativity and I've seen that in other areas. And I really like your point about, you know, that success breeds success, basically. The more you do, the more creativity you're going to see around you in different ways. Now, speaking of creativity, I'm not sure this is my best ever segue. Are we allowed to reveal who the new training journal editor is going to be? Well, I just messaged her uh, to check and it's okay. We can say we can reveal. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut in a drum roll. I'll find a drum oh, roll on there. Need the a U- drum roll here, definitely. Yeah, in the YouTube Music Library, uh, I'm gonna find a drum roll. And the new editor of Training Journal is Debbie Carter. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Didn't we say earlier on that she got made on furlough and then made redundant, and she wasn't working at TJ? Is this the classic bringing the old person back again? Uh. I think so, but I mean, she's she's the perfect person as an interim editor, really. You know, she knows the, mm. she knows the company, the publication yeah. inside out. She's got brilliant contacts. They are recruiting for a permanent replacement, but she's she's just going to be helping out a bit to keep things ticking over. Um, so I'm currently sort of handing back things to her, which is quite interesting. But it's How just lovely. Strange. To be, yeah, it is strange, but it's lovely to be talking to her again quite regularly. Although I yeah. kind of have all the way through since. Yeah, we've managed to all manage, all three of us have managed to kind of keep in contact, but not the same as when we're working when it was an almost everyday occurrence. Uh, But I'm I'm really glad, I'm sure loads of people will be really glad that Debbie's back, however, however temporary that's going to be. She is a really safe pair of hands for training journals. So that's fantastic news. For sure. Um, So, Joe, thanks for this. I've just realised I'm going to have to go and pick up my daughters from school. (laughs) <laughs> this is how most podcasts end by the way it's just like we don't have time for anything else i've got to go <laughs> yeah pretty much okay well john it's been fabulous working for you where can people find you on twitter and linkedin to follow you personally um twitter i'm ken Jonard. that's a spoonerism of my name obviously k-e-n-j-o-n-n-a-r-d uh linkedin i'm John Kennard you can probably find me there's not too many of us there's there's a third there's a Formula 3 racing driver called Jonathan Kennard um oh. there's uh, there's a handful of other Kennards um but we're not that common so yeah find me on LinkedIn um I on Twitter I mostly talk about um the marvels of Orangina how much I like Prince uh the occasional dip into politics and but mostly like TV and sport and stuff but uh, yeah yeah Well, it's been a pleasure working with you and all the best in your new role from everyone at TJ. Thanks, Joe.